0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 17th of October. And as usual, with all the information contained in this report, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this report. All right, well, let's kick things off as we always do with these podcasts, with the scores on the doors. And it was a good night from the US markets. Uh, It does appear that the heat, to some extent, has started to dissipate from the Middle East at the moment, at least uh, with Anthony Blinken uh, shuffling across the board, uh, trying to calm things down a little bit. Uh, Certainly no moves from Israel into any ground invasion of Gaza. So that has given the markets a little bit of hope, maybe, that this conflict will not spread to other regions. As a result, we saw the Dow up 314 points, or 0.93%. It was never in negative territory. We were up 162 points at its worst and up 419 at its best. So 0.93% higher. The Nasdaq up 1.2%, 161 points, 13,568. And the S&P 500, Up 46 points or 1.07% in the middle for Diddle as always. With the SPY futures showing a gain of 48 points. Yesterday we lost 25 with resources doing better. BHP, Rio and Fortescue, the big drivers there and also the gold miners doing well. But the banks eased off yesterday. 48 points on the SPY. So it should be a relatively good day today. But there is a lot of results, production reports coming out as well today. So we'll get on to those in a minute. As far as the VIX goes, of course, with all this positivity returning to the US equity markets, we saw the VIX up rather down. 10.9 percent, 17.21 percent. One of the big movers in the US was Bitcoin uh, up 6.7 percent, was up over 10 percent at one stage on news. That it may be that ETFs on Bitcoin are just around the corner has been in the wind for some time, but it could be happening. As far as European markets go, they were all better as well. Stock 600 up 0.2, FTSE up 0.4, Germany up 0.3. U.S. markets were better, that is despite bond markets pushing higher as well. Uh, We had 10-year yields, 4.698, up 7.5 basis points. The two-year, 5.099, up 4.5 basis points. Aussie 10, 4.526. The Dow with that uh, 314-point rise, best day since September. Nike and Travelers Company led the Dow higher. And we do, of course, get earnings season well and truly underway uh, this week. Earnings season, there is 11% of the S&P 500 is due to report. Johnson & Johnson, Bank of America, Netflix and Tesla are the main ones there. So that is certainly going to be well and truly in focus. We had some Fed speak last night. The Federal Reserve President from Philadelphia, Patrick Harker, Acknowledged that the central bank's interest rate hikes have been a significant factor in the home price surge. So there we go. Retail ETFs had their best day since June. The S&P retail ETF rose more than 2.7% as well. All right, looking at some of the US stocks in the tech space. Nvidia up 1.4%, AMD up 1.3%, Netflix up 1.4%, Meta. The artist formerly known as Facebook up 2.1, Tesla up 1.1, Amazon up 2.1, Alpha Betty Spaghetti up 1.4, Apple eased slightly. It seems that iPhone sales in China are not going quite as well as some had thought, down 0.1 of a percent. US banks also doing well. We have Bank of America up 0.9, Wells Fargo up 1.7, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley both better. That bodes well for Macquarie, which had a bit of a disappointing day yesterday. Morgan Stanley up 1.2, Goldman's up 1.6, Citigroup down at 1.2. Overseas, CBA was up 1.2% and UBS was up 1.9, Barclays up 0.1 and Deutsche in Europe up 1.7% there. Looks like after hours, SnapShares up nearly 12%. After the CEO has shared his 2024 projections with the employees, plenty of news coming out in the uh, Middle East. Of course, uh, news on CNBC that 2,000 U.S. troops prep for a possible deployment to the Middle East, and uh, Putin is claiming Ukraine seeing huge losses in troubled counteroffensive. Kiev says it won't be conquered. All right, let's look across to commodities now, and we did see a little bit of profit taking. In the oil and gold sector after that blip higher at the weekend, Brent Crude down 0.9 of a percent, 84 cents to $90.14. WTI down 0.9 as well, down 76 cents to 86.85. Gold off a little bit, only half a percent, $9.20, 1919 and a half. The platinum price rose. We did see on the LME copper up 0.3, nickel unchanged, aluminium down 0.6, zinc. Up 0.4, lead up 1.4, tonne up 0.8, iron ore having a good time at the moment, up 0.6 of a percent. Coal under a bit of pressure though uh, overseas, that was down around 3% there. Looking at the stocks in the commodity space overseas, BHP uh, had a good night in ADRs up 2.1%, Rio up 2.8%. Glencore up 1.4, Freeport up 1.1, Vale up 1.1, Albemarle up 2.7, Sigma Lithium having a great night up 5.6%, and US and European oil and gas stocks modestly positive, although Shell was up 1% there. Newmont up 1.6% as that Newcrest deal comes very close to fruition. Resmed in overseas trade up 0.7% of a percent as well all right looking at the big news out this morning in our market rio tinto out with their production report it's trimmed its canadian production outlook Uh, this is in its latest quarterly update guidance for the iron ore company of canada full year production is reduced to between 9.3 and 9.8 million tons down from 10 to 11 million tons operations impacted by plant downtime and J.P. Morgan strategist uh, Marco Kalankovic is holding to the view that clouds are continuing to roll in on the markets. He wrote in a note that J.P. Morgan expects the market to trade in a broader range, but medium term remain negative as headwinds for markets are getting stronger. Well, there you go. Back to local news. A2 Milk and Sinle heading to a court of arbitration over their long-running dispute. And looking at announcements out this morning, uh, Hub24 has reported its September quarter FUA, that's funds under administration, 82.72 billion. A year ago, it was 68.35. You can see who the big winners are from uh, the money moving around into these platforms as opposed to these fund managers. CIRA uh, has reported net cash used in operating activities Loss of $13.8 million. Outlook improving, it says. Uh, near to um, Chinese natural graphite anode market conditions and strong medium and long-term outlook for ex-China AAM demand. So a little bit of uh, positivity from Syrah. Newcrest Mining, Q1 Gold production, 454,000.3 ounces. Uh, that is a little bit on the low side uh, compared to what some were going for. All in sustaining costs. 1,397 Aussie against uh, 1,184. So costs up and production down a little bit, but it's all about the Newmont transaction, really. Uh, Those uh, Rio Productions uh, confirms Pilbara Iron Ore shipments, uh, 83.9 million tonnes. And we have also seen today Telstra confirming the FY24 guidance at its AGM, underlying EBITDA guidance, consistent with T25 ambition for a mid-single-digit CAGR FY21 to FY25. CapEx expectation guidance 3.6 to 3.7, expecting strong cash flow there as well. Cochlear out this morning has repeated FY24 underlying NPAC guidance of 3.55 to 375 million. Trading conditions strong. High single digit growth expected in FY24. Acoustic growth rates expected to be lower year on year. And so that uh, guidance also excludes any impact from the proposed Oticon medical acquisition there as well. We have got uh, Boss Energy and First Quantum reach an earning agreement for FQM to earn up to 75% in Honeymoon. Good Holdings. Is making an acquisition in Sweden. Liontown downgraded to a sell from neutral at City. Target cut to two dollars thirty from three bucks. Paladin. Uh, this was the Citigroup uh, research that was out yesterday on the uranium sector. Initiated a sell at City. Target now ninety cents. Uh, that's a nine cent nine percent downside. There. Uh, we also had some news out this morning from. From brokers following the CSL Capital Markets Day yesterday, most brokers, as usual, are tending to be quite positive with price targets above $300. Uh, The effects of a ZEMPIC yet to be felt, they say, and could be quite modest uh, with the kidney disease business they have with Vifor that they bought uh, last year. In the AFR today, there is talk about the equity raising that Liontown is doing. Could be between three to five hundred million dollars. UBS is on the ticket there for that. More on that CSL. Four key messages uh, that he had for the market yesterday. CSL is still a growth machine that can increase earnings at double digit rates over the medium term. Margins in the bearing business will turn around in the next few years, as promised, next few years. Uh, third, VIFOR can ward off the threat of competition to Ferinject. That is in part because of CSL is well prepared for the loss of exclusivity when generic competition looks limited at this stage, and it's also excited about the use of the drug in a new process called patient blood management. So, uh, and also the fourth thing was the new CEO Paul McKenzie insists that Azympic is not a threat. The Australian giant This, despite the study uh, not uh, a week ago uh, on the effective treatment of kidney disease uh, that uh, he says, Paul McKenzie says, the review of the study has left it comfortable that it will not suffer an Ozempic hit. So there we go. Brokers once again back in the bull camp on that one. And uh, Qantas also speculation that Ken McKenzie from BHP is front runner to be appointed Qantas chairman when we see the richard goida retire in a year's time well that's it from me today thanks very much for listening plenty going on as always in the market plenty to come as well today that includes of course agms from bapcor cochlear and we've already seen some of that idp education sg fleet and telstra have a great day and may the trading gods be with you